Welcome back to the Coach's Corner. This is Peter Sachik, your career development and training manager. Today's episode, we continue our series on preparing for busy season, just giving you some more tips and tricks that you can use throughout the busy months ahead. And today's topic is all about work-life balance. Uh, we're going to talk about what exactly that means to some accountants in the field, how to create that work-life balance, especially in busy season when things just get crazy hectic and you feel like you don't have a life outside of work. And then we talk about just the mindset that it's a season. It doesn't define your entire year. So we'll talk about what that means and how you can develop a little bit of that balance inside of your world. And as a reminder, the conclusion of our series this month, we'll have a live session that is CPE eligible, talking about everything we've discussed in the previous episodes of the month. We're still locking down our guest, so stay tuned for more information on that final episode. But let's dive in to the work-life balance during busy season. We all come to this episode with different ideas of what work-life balance is. So for the sake of this episode, we'll refer to some of the quotes from this interview I was able to find with some big four accountants and what they define their work-life balance as. One of them defined it as the physical, emotional, and mental balance outside of work. We are human beings. We're kind of like water when it finds its level. We work best when we're in balance. When we're in balance in one way or the other, things tend to deteriorate in that area. So how, do, how well do we have those three elements, the physical, emotional, and mental things in check? Another accountant defined it as that separation of your quote-unquote work life and your quote-unquote personal life. So we come to work, we have a almost a pseudo life, if you will, a second life, if anybody remembers the video game reference. And then we have our personal life, and it's just everything that goes on outside of the UHY four walls. Another one defined it as a little bit differently, but I like it. It's working with a team that supports you. So you're able to find balance when you have a team that you work with that understands, hey, I can work until five o'clock this time, but then I need to get out and do some exercise or uh, hang out with my kids or my family before I can hop back on. So all three of those definitions, I think, fit. Now, for some who are listening, you're like, Peter, we're already in busy season or we don't really have a busy season. These are just principles that we're going to talk about that you can apply to everyday life. It doesn't have to be January through April. These are just things that are universal. So how do you go about creating that work-life balance? Well, the first thing that you should do is to plan ahead. And what this means is Think of all those self-maintenance things you have in on a yearly basis, you know, taking the car in for an oil change or tire rotation or getting some work done on your house or visiting the doctor for your yearly physical. Experts recommend doing these things ahead of time because once you get into busy season, it's going to be very difficult to schedule around those things, especially things like doctor's appointments because they're Monday through Friday just like we are, so it might be difficult to get in. Same thing with car repair. You know, you drop it off, you spend some time at the repair shop, and the Wi-Fi may not be good. You don't have all your tools and your technology with you. So it might be difficult to be as productive if you, as you'd like. So we recommend getting all those things done ahead of time so you can just kind of start busy season with a clean slate. Another thing you could do is you have a wide circle of friends, I'm sure you all do, is meet with friends ahead of time that you know you may not see during the next few months. Take them out to lunch or take them out to dinner and just express, hey, wanted to get together before things get too hectic and I'm kind of locked in my own little uh, box of confinement, if you will, for the next few months. Just going that extra mile helps maintain that friendship and kind of referring back to our first 
point was it helps you find that balance so you're not just constantly in work mode. If you're a morning person, which I can tell you I am definitely not, try and leverage your mornings as much as possible. If you're just an early riser, perhaps there's some returns or things you can take care of in the first couple hours of the day. And then if that works best for you to, you know, get out and exercise, take a walk, go do that time and then come back nice and refreshed. But just doing those things in the morning, you have far less to do throughout the day. So you're really being as productive as you can. Another thing to help create that work-life balance is to prove to your leaders that you can get the work done and you can have all these other things going on. If you are somebody who constantly gets their work done on time, it's accurate, it's valid, whatever your adjective is there, then they'll be more lenient with you when you say, hey, I need to leave at 5.30 for this workout class I need to get to, but I'll hop on after and finish up what I have. Or if you have familial responsibilities, demonstrating that you can be productive taking care of those familial responsibilities, and then logging back in to finish any of the remaining work just shows that you are truly a dedicated member of the team while allowing you to find that balance that you seek. I've kind of hit on it throughout this episode, but another thing you should do is prioritize self-care. And we'll talk about more ways you can do that uh, in our physical and mental health episode next week. But just some of the things that come to the top of mind are you know, going to the gym, hanging out with friends and family when you're not working. Granted, you'll be working 80 hours a week, but if you can find those little slivers of time just to disengage with work and engage with people versus a computer, it's all all the more while to find that balance. Take time for yourself. If there's things you like to do throughout the week, perhaps it's a, a bowling league or a fantasy football league, whatever it might be, that will help you find that balance and make sure that work doesn't eat up large chunks of your life, that it already isn't. Don't make yourself available at all times of the day. This kind of refers back to our episode last week about setting boundaries. When we explain to our clients, our leaders, our fellow staff members, like, hey, this is when I'm available to work with you, then they have far less impetus to call us on the times that we are not available because we've already expressed them and said, hey, this time doesn't work. And in those times, when you set those boundaries, you can use take care of yourself. You can spend time with family. You can spend time with friends. Really, the ability to disengage and re-engage not only is mentally good, but it allows us to look at things in a different perspective, make sure we didn't screw up any errors, takes us out of the moment so we can kind of see it from that 35,000 foot view. I like this suggestion too, is that if you are a big planner, which I'm assuming many of you are listening to this episode, knowing my audience, is to plan a big vacation, you know, right after a busy season. So once you finish up all your returns and everything you're obliged to complete, figure out where you want to go. Perhaps, you know, COVID restrictions pending, depending on where you're going. Perhaps you want to go out of the country or you just want to go to a beach in Florida, wherever it might be. Plan that big vacation so you have something to look for. So it increases your motivation to get through the busy season successfully. Another suggestion to help create that work-life balance is to take out that commute We are living in unprecedented times where digital technology has become ever so important when it comes to meeting with our clients. And we've proven that we can meet with our clients, get their needs addressed through tools like GoToMeeting or Microsoft Teams. So if you feel that a visit to the client can be done uh, via video conference or a telephone call, leverage those methods because that's just extra time that you're saving where you could perhaps spend a little bit more work in those minutes but then get it back on the back end when you're taking care of yourself 
and getting that mental, physical, emotional recharge. Nobody is also saying you have to work eight hours, 10 hours straight. Like we've already mentioned, it's okay to take those breaks. If you're in the zone for an hour, two hours, you feel like, hey, I just need to take 10 minutes to get up and walk around the building, do that. Anytime you can disengage and come back to something with a fresh set of eyes, that's only going to improve your productivity. It's only going to improve your mood so you don't feel like just another cog in the machine that you're just doing constant work and you get no reprieve. Another suggestion is to batch the tasks you're working on. We talked about this a little bit with the last episode with returning phone calls, but think of it in a more macro perspective where you could say, hey, every afternoon between two and four, that's when I'm going to return phone calls or contact my clients. But between 12 and two, that's when I'm going to work on the returns for my clients. So you batching things together doesn't allow things to get too convoluted, makes you feel more proactive than reactive to the workload that you have. Then the final area we want to talk about, and I I like the way that they phrase this, is that just remember, it's a season. It's a period in your life in this year that you're going through that it will pass. DVR your favorite shows if you're a big TV person. Hand raise right here. If you're a big podcast listener and you realize, hey, I may not be able to get to these right away, just batch all those podcast episodes and listen to them after busy season on that long vacation out of the country or in Florida, wherever you might be. Remember those people who reached out to you and you said, hey, I'm a little slammed. Can we meet sometime in April? Reach back out to them and say, hey, things have eased up a little bit. Did you want to grab a beer or watch the game together? And then finally, take advantage of that paid time outside of busy season. You know, when the summer hits, those are typically our slower months for the the tax side. The audit side could be different, consulting, whenever. Whenever your busy season isn't, take advantage of your paid time off. Put it to good use. Don't let it build up so at the end of the year that you're just like, hey, I'm just going to take out this whole month of December because that may not work. The PTO is there for a reason for us to recharge physically, mentally, emotionally, and be ready to go when the next busy season comes around. So those are the three things we wanted to hit on in this episode. Again, defining what work-life balance, we all have different definitions of it. It's that just finding the levels in your physical state, mental state, emotional state, outside of the office, creating that work-life balance through planning ahead, leveraging your mornings, prioritizing your self-care, and batching tasks together are just some of the ways you can create that work-life balance. And then remembering that busy season is just that. It's a season. It will pass. DVR shows, batch up podcast, make a note of who you want to see after this is all said and done. Take that vacation as a reward to the amazing things you did over the last few months. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Coach's Corner. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we talk about physical and mental health and its importance during busy season. We'll see you next time.